Welcome to the OA Serenity Sunday Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now our speaker. Take it away, Emmy. Good morning. Um, thank you very much for inviting me to Serenity Sunday. Uh, I am extremely grateful. I'm going to divide this meeting up into two parts. One, what it was like, and the other on serenity. 15 minutes on serenity and abstinence. I came in on Overeaters Anonymous in 1975. I was 210, 220 pounds and plus. My first meeting I went to and I never left and I never turned back and I never did anything except what I was told to do. I know that sounds kind of archaic today, but I have been abstaining three meals a day for 47 years. I just took a candle for 47 years. The remarkable thing, and yes, the remarkable thing, I have been relieved of the obsession. I was able to turn my food over to God only because I was given a, a diet plan called Gray Sheet, a food plan, where we didn't eat any starch or any, any white flour, any sugar. And I lost all my weight doing that. Three meals a day with nothing in between. We didn't have snacks. We didn't, everybody ate three meals a day. If we didn't eat three meals a day, you were taken out back and beaten about the head and body. And I mean that jokingly, but it really was strict. This was Overeaters Anonymous. That was the food plan. I looked at the food plan and I said, I can do this. Uh, I started working with a sponsor um, and she told me to get a the little bit of, she told me to get the big book, the 12 and 12, Allen on one day at a time, and the 24 hour a day book in AA. We had no literature of our own, except Gracie at that time. I think we had 20 questions too, if you were a compulsive overeater. And I, I started, I called my foodie in every day at 3.30. <clears throat> and when I was done in three or four months with the food sponsor, she said I had to get a step sponsor. And I did, because that's what I was told to do. And the people in the meetings were thin. They'd been abstaining. They worked the program. It wasn't an option to eat. In the beginning, uh, in the back of the room, in the front of the room, on the on the meeting in, in um, Reseda, Van Owen and um, Lindsay, great big, huge sign across the, the front of the room. Abstinence is the most important thing without exception. Period. And I live by that rule. My food has changed over the years. I still don't do snacks, but I do eat starch, but it's limited quantities because I gain weight very quickly. I have to be careful. I used to weigh once a month. Now I weigh twice a month on the first and the 15th. I need to monitor it for two main reasons. My food 
is different and I'm an old fart. I'm an old timer. I'm 75 years old. I don't believe that. You know, from the neck down, I'm 75. From the neck up, I'm 45. And I'm keeping that, that attitude because it works for me. I walk anywhere from three to five miles a day. And that's up and down stairs here in the senior building. My life is grand. Do I have problems? Yes, I do. Just because I'm abstaining, I was not hit with the perfect life. And let's get that word out of the way right now. I don't believe in perfect. It is a fake news. There is no chapter to perfect in the big book. Not one perfect in the big book. It doesn't tell you how to be perfect. It says it can relieve me from the obsession of compulsive overeating. And I, I hear people and I see people who they just got to get it right. There is no right. There is no right. People used to pick on me about, well, you don't have the big book memorized. Shit, there's a good day I can forget my name. And when I was working, it's a good thing I had a name badge. All I had to do was look and see. And there it was, Emmy Sams. Woohoo! You know, and I don't worry about that stuff. And I would go to my sponsor and I would cry. And so they're picking on me. They did this. Or they said I wasn't abstaining because I had this for lunch. And I would just go on and I would sling my snot. And she said, well, I'll tell you what. She says, are you okay with your food? I go, yeah. She says, I'm okay with your food and God's okay with your food. So let's give, let's see where those people are in five years. And not one of them mothers are around. That's five minutes. Thank you. That doesn't mean I do it perfect. It just means I have a plan. And on a good day, my plan works. And on a bad day, my plan works. Now, I didn't get to eat lunch today. I'll eat lunch afterwards, only because I was busy with, with something that I couldn't stop. So let's talk about serenity. I have been married three times, long time, all three men. You know, I married the same man in a different body. Uh, I wasn't so bright. I finally lost the stupid on my forehead, you know, that red mark S, because I was picking the wrong type of person. But I learned so much about myself. And today, I moved to Vermont three years ago to be with my, my oldest son and his family. They asked me to. They've been begging me, and I finally surrendered. I'm happier than I've ever been. So when I moved here in 2019, um, I had an eye exam, and my right eye, uh, I have macular degeneration wet. There's no cure, and they don't know what causes it. But I get a shot in my eye every month. Now, my eye responded to the medicine, and it means that I don't have any fingerprints over my eyeball. Uh, so it just all cleared up, and it's very excited. You know, there's that's all I have to do is get a shot, and life's good. I can see, I can walk, I can talk, and drive, and all those other wonderful things that both eyes give you. The following year, the right eye, the left eye went wonkers. So I got in there and it was 10 times worse than the first eye. 
and it has not responded to any medication in a year. When he told me this, I want you to know the word serenity was in Baja, California, and I'm in Vermont. I lost my mind. I came home. I'd want to cry just telling you the story, but I want you to know I lost my mind. By the time I got home and made a phone call to my family, because I'd already thought about getting a CNI dog, I'm going to have to sell my car. How am I ever going to live? I'm going to be blind. Nobody will ever date me. And I went on and on and on. And I just fell apart. I was hysterical. And I, while I was crying and tears, thinking to myself, maybe I'll wash it away, you know, childlike thinking. There was something in my soul that said, you're going to be okay. And I kept saying, no, I'm not. I'm going to be blind because you go blind. That's the bottom line. That's what happens. And today, out of my left eye, my vision is distorted. And it's hard for me to read because of the because of the disease, it covers certain words. So and moving doesn't help, you know. Um, so I've made adjustments, but it's hard to when I'm on a screen and, and things like that. But I lost my mind. I woke up. I just I just got so scared. I talked to my family, you know. They were 100%. I was worried about money because at that time, my insurance, because of the way that it's formed and coded, it's not covered. It's considered an outpatient an outpatient surgery. A poke in the eye is an outpatient surgery. Well, I argued the fact. It says I get a poke in the arm. What's the difference? A poke in the arm, a poke in the eye. And then I thought something sexual. And I've been poked there and I still didn't have to pay the same. You know, I just go off the rails. And I'm just just struggling to hang on without falling to the floor, foaming at the mouth. And my son says, Mom, don't worry. We'll, 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 there'll be an answer. Don't worry. You know, anyway, they calmed me down. And I prayed, called my sponsor. And these shots are very expensive and I don't want to use my savings, right? That's stupid to use money for things like this. I want to go have fun. You know, I want to take a trip. So I called Casey and she says, great. She says, I've, you've got two options. And I'm very excited about her two options because, you know, my sponsor's been right all of these years. So I knew she had an answer that the great doctors did. I knew she had an answer. I says, what are my options? She says, well, you can spend the money on the medicine that you have in the savings, or you can go blind. You choose. That was it. And I just started to laugh. I says, I don't like those options. She says, well, that's it, sweetie. Well, I found a different insurance company and I backpedaled all of this stuff that I needed to do. And I, I got an insurance agent and I did this and I did this and it still cost me a lot of money, but not what it was. And I don't lose my shit anymore. If I did not tell you that I was not scared, I would be lying. Yesterday was a hard day. I couldn't read. I'm a writer. I write short stories. I'm a published author. 
it's hard, it was hard for me to read my own writing on the computer. And yes, there's all kinds of things I can do. And, but the thing is, I got scared yesterday. It's too fast. And all I could do is say, you're going to have to handle this because I can't. I'm not, I'm not strong enough. And in my daily chores, my daily work, my daily food, my daily walking, my daily giving service, there is a peace. There is still fear there. And it, 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 I don't believe that people go, oh, and it's all gone because it's not. It's not for me. There, I can be graceful about it. I can be calm about it. I can write about it. I talk to my family about it. My sponsors know about it. But I have peace. The fear is there. If I don't continue to do what I do every day, it will loom out of control. And my answer to anything was suicide. I can't do this. I want to die. I didn't do a good job when I attempted it. So obviously, I'd have to learn how to do something like that because I, I failed so miserably before. And I mean that in a humorous way. Don't take it serious. And when it comes to don't take things too serious, as it says, rule 62 in the big book, because I have that memorized and it's in step four or tradition four, I have don't take life so serious tattooed on my ass. Because when things get rough, I look at my ass and I laugh because Tinkerbell is sitting on the words, don't take life so serious. You know, and but this program works. I don't care what your problem is. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care what your financial situation, your love life. It doesn't matter. Food will not fix it. I've had teenage pregnancy, not me, of course, uh, but my daughter got pregnant at 16. My son was hauled off to jail at 13. Didn't see him for four or five years. Been different, you know, divorce, you name it. Been in car accidents. Gave up my teaching job to become a car salesman. Did that for a couple of years and, and, and high school graduation. That's it. High school graduate. And I became the executive assistant to the Ford dealership down the corner around the block from most of you. And I did that for 20 years. How does that happen? How did it happen was I didn't have enough money to live on when my second husband left. Well, I helped him out the door just a little, just a little nudge. And I had helped somebody who had a problem. And uh, her husband came home from an AA meeting and we were joking at the, at the coffee table. And it was midnight. And he says, what are you going to do? I says, shit, sell cars. What in the hell do I know? I don't know what I'm going to do, you know. He says, I know somebody. I had an interview at Galpin Ford on Wednesday afternoon, and they hired me. I started work on Monday. I didn't know jack shit. I didn't know how to drive until I was 28. And I learned how to drive on the 101 freeway driving into New Newberry Park with three kids in the backseat of a Volkswagen bug. I know scared. So 
it's amazing. My story is absolutely pure amazing. And I wear that amazing badge with pride. Not a, it is, it's the, there's plenty of people on this screen right now that I have seen over my 47 years. And the people that have long-term abstinence, they will tell you, food doesn't fix it. I can't get away with second helpings. Second helpings are for children. I am past the age of childhood. 45, that's past the age of childhood. So, you know, my I'd go my, the first retreat I went to, uh, Casey says to me, okay, I don't want you to look having looking at people's plates. And I'm going, she says, Emmy, it's none of your business. That's their food, not your food. First convention she took me to, I got to hear Bobby Errol speak. The place is packed. It was like a movie theater size. She sat me right down in the front on the floor. On the floor. I says, why can't I sit back there? She says, you don't need to be in the inventory section. You need to be right up front. Guess where I sit still today? Up front. Because I am critical. I'm arrogant, prideful, and have a strong ego. And they are my three amigos. They sit on my shoulder. And for the last five years, I have worked with a, another woman to help me not kill my sister. Because how I feel about her is like I want to rip her throat out. And I don't like to feel that way. So I have done intensive work on step six and seven. And you know what? I don't feel that way anymore. It's always there, though. Lurching. Just like this disease. It's always ready to lend a helping hand. I have chatty Kathy up here. She's always there. And she says, well, if you have a bite, you know, it'll be okay if you just taste it. And as soon as I do, you know, she'll say, oh, you're a piece of shit. So I don't listen to her. I'll tell her, thank you. There's times I've opened the door and even in the car, stopped, let her out the door and told her to go fuck herself and go away. I have a new voice that's merged. I'm so excited. Aren't you excited about my new voice? I call her Dottie, and she's very critical of my writing. I just named her, and guess who Dottie is? My lovely mother. Because I could never do anything right. And I couldn't spell right, and I couldn't remember right, because I have dyslexia. And so since I didn't do good, in, uh, since I did not do well in school, they sent me to a convent. Oh, what a glorious trip that was. I didn't last long, and I'm no longer a practicing Catholic. I'm one of God's kids. I do not believe in organized religion at all because I've seen the horrors of what it can do. And it also does good, but that's not my business and that's not my story. But I do believe in a power greater than myself, and I don't know what it is. It could be Abby Abadu. How do you do? It could be the Grand Puba. I don't know. I know I'm not it. And I know that I can't create this world. I know that I, it's not me. 
and I have been relieved of this obsession. It doesn't mean I don't look forward to my lunch, but what it means is that I don't stop my life because I missed my lunch. I didn't miss it, I postponed it. I write my food down every day, and I know there are people going, oh my God, that's not recovery. I've had people say that to me. Well, I don't give a shit what they think. I really don't. I am a normal body weight, and I am happier than a pig and slop, and I can still drive, walk, and talk, and wipe myself, and do all those other things. I can do all those things for today. Tomorrow, I just can't worry about. I know it's Monday. That's what I can tell you for sure about tomorrow. It's Monday. But I am a compulsive overeater. And I am extremely grateful for all the blessings that I have been given. And even the hard times. Because I was abstaining. And because I have sponsors. And because I have steps. And because I have a way of life that I can work and live. When I, I, I have a little book behind me and I write down in the morning. Excuse me, that's things. your time. Thank you. I write three things that I'm grateful for and my food and my, uh, my plan for the day. And so far today, I'm good. I hope you have a wonderful day in California. And don't you worry about it's 45 degrees. So we're having a hot heat wave here. So God bless you all. And may all your dreams come true, even if they change. Thank you.